Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between. I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am joined here today by the lovely Shelly Batuski. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Kaylin. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Amazing. I'm so happy to have you here. And I want to let everyone in on who you are um, and who you are to me, um, I think even more importantly. Uh, so Shelly is a consultant and coach. Um, she works with individuals, um, businesses, and nonprofits to help them grow and thrive um, in, and really live out their purpose in the world. Um, and she, one of the things I think she loves most in her business is um, just helping people clarify first what they want. Um, and then the second part of that, the getting what you want. Um, and I met Shelly via my friend, Amy, I would say, Amy was like my first introduction to who Shelly is. Um, so I, Amy is one of my good friends in Los Angeles. Um, I actually moved here because Amy called me one day and said, Hey, do you want to move here? <laughs> and you know, start this community house with me. And just the more and more I've gotten to know Amy over the years, um, I just, you know, from time to time, I just have these thoughts of like, okay, if Amy is this way in the world, like who are the people that she came from? And I've learned, you know, just these little tidbits about Shelly, her mom, um, just over time. And so a few weeks ago, I just said, I got to talk to this woman, darn it. <laughs> so how about that, Shelly? Well, thank you. Thank you. I am, I am thrilled to hear this. <laughs> I'm curious now what you learned about me over time, but, but no, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate, I appreciate that because I think that, um, my kids are are special. Of course, every parent thinks that, but I will tell right. you that my children, including Amy, your friend, is mm -hmm. certainly not the person that I was, you know, mm -hmm. in my, I mean, she, she, she has been raised very differently from how I was raised. 
Yeah. And I feel very blessed that it's worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's really the story I'm interested in in telling today and having people learn from and hear is, um, you, you know, the thing that stands out so much to me about you is that like you've, you've really been on a lifelong journey of transformation. You know, so many of my colleagues and peers are really my age, you know, and have been in transformation for, let's say, five, 10 years. But I look at a woman like you who has been on this journey um, for a really long time and just the amount of wisdom and, and what you have learned about yourself and about relationships over time, I just think is priceless. So let's just start at the beginning, Shelley. What, tell it, tell me, um, like who who was the pre-transformation Shelley? Like what was that woman like? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'll answer uh, as well as I can, and of course, I'm answering you from the point of view of who I am now. Of course, uh, looking back on how I was then and who I was then. So uh, I will tell you that my. Uh, path of personal growth, my path of trans personal transformation started, I would say in my twenties. Um, and, um, before that, I will tell you who I was. I was a very, um, I could use the word shy, but I would really, I would really <laughs> use the word suppressed, uh -huh. a very, uh, suppressed person, meaning I was not, I didn't express myself very well. I was not aware that I wasn't expressing myself well. Mm. I was not in touch with my emotions. I was not in touch with my, I wasn't even in touch with my body. I yeah. wasn't in touch with my um, goals or my desires in life. I had been raised in a home where I wasn't supposed to want anything. and. I'm not just talking about material things, and I definitely wasn't supposed to want anything material. That was a no-no. But I was clear. Yeah, yeah, that was clear. That was clear. <laughs> but I really wasn't supposed to want anything for myself. And I, I guess I would describe it better by saying I, I had no sense of self. The, mm. the word "I" mm. was not in my vocabulary. It was just not in my vocabulary. I was, I was raised to, to focus on other people, um, mm. to be a, a people pleaser, if you will. And, oh, yeah. um, to just, you know, to just be focused on, yeah. on people and not that there's not that it's bad to be right. focused on at times and to be um, concerned about people and to, to be of service. And I believe in a life of service. However, yeah. there is a balance in life and my life was very out of balance, but I didn't know that because I didn't know that something else was possible. Right. Uh, that was, that's how I was then pre pre transformation. Okay. Right. So then we're talking about a woman who, you know, grew up basically with the message, like don't want something for yourself. So how does a woman like that end up in the transformation world? <laughs> okay. So, um, 
here's, I guess I would say uh, my journey sort, I sort of started um, in college because, you know, college is a great uh, waking up experience, right? It's a great mm-hmm. education for so, on so many levels. Right. You know, we take the blinders off and we step out of our own family and our own small circle and our own small neighborhood. And so college uh, was a wake up exper- waking up experience for me. And I went to college in the 1970s. So that tells you how old I am. And um, <laughs> I, in college, I got involved in uh, the women's movement, first of mm-hmm. all, which was fab- a fabulous thing that was going on at that time, a real explosion in mm-hmm. the women's movement, the women's, what we call consciousness raising. And um, I also started realizing that I was a very unassertive person. And I started taking courses in what we called at that time, assertiveness training, which Mm -hmm. was about learning to speak up, Mm -hmm. started reading books and started doing things like that. And so I was sort of tiptoeing in my personal growth. And then um, what happened was uh, that really changed everything was that um, I got to a point in my life where uh, I saw I was single and I saw that my um, relationships with men, my dating relationships were not working. Mm. They, they kept ending and it was always his fault, of course. <laughs> always his fault. And, yes. uh, and after a while, I, I couldn't help but notice that I was having the same kinds of problems Mm. in each relationship. And even though it was always his fault, I started to suspect that maybe, just maybe, Mm. I was doing something that I wasn't aware of. Or even if not, even if it really was his fault each time, then I was the one who was choosing that kind of man. Mm. So I got suspicious. And so yeah. um, a friend of mine, in fact, several friends of mine told Wait, me. Wait, hey, Shelly, do you want yeah. to pause you here for a second? Because I want to I just um, underscore this moment. Yeah. Like it, that you had that level of awareness, right? It sounds like you were kind of, you know, dancing around and, and some, and it's really interesting even just hearing about like what transformation work was then, you know, like this was, now there's so much available, almost yes. an excess. And, you know, for somebody in the seventies, it's like, well, maybe I want to have some more voice. You're, you know, you're just like, oh, maybe I'll take an assertiveness training. You know, it's kind of cool to just hear the, like from a historical historical perspective, um, what was available then. And, and the thing I just want to acknowledge and have my listeners here is that you started to take responsibility and just kind of get curious, like, wait, I'm the common denominator here. (laughs) And, and I really, yeah, I just, I, I hear the reflection in that and the curiosity, um, and the willingness to, that it takes. So that's, that's square one. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yes. So I, um, I, I was cured. I was, I would say I was suspicious. I was suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious. <laughs> I love aware that. enough to yeah. own it fully, but I yeah. was getting suspicious. Uh-huh. And, um, 
I had a friend, and actually uh, I started meeting a number of people who had done a, a program that they really raved about, a personal growth program, and it was called the S Training, E-S-T. Mm. And it's a program that doesn't exist anymore, but it was a, it was a very controversial program at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept meeting people who had done it, and I started seeing things in those people that I really, really liked about them. Mm. And I decided I was nervous about doing it, and I was nervous about spending the money on it because yeah. what if what if it doesn't work? And yeah, you know, and oh my god, and. Well, spending money on something that's not an like a tangible object, like right. the first time that you're doing that. It was. It was it's the first really time. scary. It was. It was so scary. And of course, I was taught not to spend money on myself. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was taught not to spend money at all because we didn't have any money. And so yeah. I was taught not to spend money, God knows, not on myself. Yeah. So it, was, it was very scary. But I, I decided to do it. I decided to take the plunge because I just, uh, I was so impressed by the things that I was hearing from these people. So I did it. Wow. And it was astonishing. It changed my life. And I, I found out what I was doing in those <laughs> relationships with men. And in fact, it turns out there were a lot of things I was doing that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I learned a whole lot more about myself that, uh, in that course. And I resolved a lot of things in that course. And I learned a lot of skills, life skills in that Mm. course. And from then on, I was hooked on personal transformation courses. Yeah. Well, and tell us, so what did you learn at that time about, uh, what the pattern you were creating in relationships with men? Yeah. Uh, great. What I learned was that I was not uh, communicating with them. Mm. I was not telling them how I felt about things. And I didn't know that I wasn't telling them how I mm-hmm. felt because I had grown up in a in a family where you say certain things and then there are those things, you know, those things that you just don't say to people. Oh yeah. You know, those things. Yeah. You just, those things, mm-hmm. those things that you just don't talk about. No, no, no. We don't talk about money. We don't exactly. talk about politics. We don't right. talk about sex, whatever. Right. 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 That's right. Um, and you know, and we, we need to be accommodating to people right? Mm -hmm. We don't say no to people. We don't tell them if we're mad at them, you know, you have to, if you're mad at somebody, you can't just say it. You can't Mm. express it. My God, you just have to smile and, you know, and keep telling. Sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. That's it. Sweep it under the rug. And so I, I, that's what I was doing, but I didn't know that. I was doing it because it was just so automatic for me. That was just right. life. That was the that was the air that I breathed. Yeah. You know? Right. And yeah. so in this course I realized that 
oh my God, I, a person really can speak up. <laughs> a person really can say those things. Mm. Oh my God, I can actually say those things that are scary for me to say. I can actually say things that are embarrassing for me to say. I can actually say things that I'm afraid might cause a problem, but I can really keep communicating and resolve things. Like, oh my God, problems can be addressed and resolved. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, Kaylin. Yeah. I didn't know that I grew up in a family where problems were either blamed on somebody else or they were denied. We just mm -hmm. either pretended they didn't exist or we just complained. And yeah. We, we family members, we were the victim of yeah. circumstances. So, Kaylin, I didn't know anything about, pro about problem solving. I didn't know that I had the ability to address problems, identify them, and solve them. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that I learned out of this transformational course that set me on a path to personal development for the next mm -hmm. 40 years. It's been 40 years now. Wow. And yeah. So that's what changed dramatically. I went from being clueless and being a victim in life to being aware that I do have wants and I do have thoughts and I do have feelings and by golly, I have every right to express <sighs> them and I have the power to get what I want and I have the power to resolve conflicts with people because conflicts do come up yeah. in life. Yeah, totally. And just the, um, just the power and the freedom that comes with taking responsibility. Yes. I really hear that as just the thread of your story. Yes. Like it was not predictable oh my <laughs> that God. you would be on this path. It's, inc it's, that's what's so, um, kind of just touching to, to, for me to hear like this was 40 years ago and to just think about what a different life you might've had if you never had paused to yes. look at this. Yes. It's really yes. mind blowing actually. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, here's how I uh, think of it, Kaylin. Had I not done this work, had I not uh, well, uh, started on this path, here's what I think would have happened. Here's what was predictable. Oh, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I was in a family, uh, what, we now, what we now call a dysfunctional family. That wasn't a term that was used back then. Um, but it was, a it was a family that had um, some violence in it. And yeah. I was on a path to uh, live a life of being a, uh, probably an abused uh, woman, an mm -hmm. abused woman. Uh, we used to call them battered women. Yeah. Because this was years ago. We called them battered women. <laughs> and now we use the word abuse. And I was on that path. Yeah. And I think had I not um, started you know, this growth work, that I would have been in, I would have ended up in one or more abusive relationships, and I may have been dead by now. Mm. 
Yeah. So my life is miraculous because rather than going in that direction, um, I ended up um, in a very, very happy marriage and yeah. uh, a very long lasting marriage. And that was really not predictable at all. Yes. Oh, I want to get to that because that, that was one of the, that's just actually, you know, when you, uh, when you were asking like, oh, I wonder what Amy has said about me over the years. <laughs> um, <laughs> all good things. And, um, and, and really I'd, yeah, I've, I've just heard about the, the strength of your marriage and that it's, that it's completely empowered after this amount of time, which I just think is so rare. So uh, let's see, take us back. How did you meet your husband? Tell us about the beginning of like how your relationship started. Okay, great. Uh, my husband and I met in a personal growth of course. So that was a great, a great uh, way to start a relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, because it, it meant that he and I were both people who were interested and uh, not interested in committed to personal growth and mm -hmm. committed to um, communication, clear communication, powerful communication, and, you know, committed to, to, to fantastic, having a fantastic life. So, yeah. so right there, you know, we, we were on the same path on parallel path, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, um, we met, um, in the summer of 1986. And, um, there, we were in a seminar where we were looking at, we were encouraged to make a list of all of our complaints in life. Oh, juicy. Juicy. <laughs> and, you know, and we each, you know, we were all making lists and lists of all our complaints and you would think it would be an infinite list, but yeah. apparently there's an end to it. It may go on for pages and pages. Sure. Um, and then we were encouraged to take one of those complaints that we have in our lives and to actually turn it into a project. So um, I went from the complaint of, I'm never gonna uh, be married because, mm -hmm. now I had done enough transformational work to know that it wasn't their fault. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. about to say, there are no great men. No, I knew there are great men in the world. I had, yeah. I had found that out by then. Okay. <laughs> But I knew it was all up to me. But I was at a place where I said, I am never going to be in a great, long-lasting relationship, let alone marriage, because I got too many issues. I'm working through too many issues about mm. marriage and family and men. And, uh, you know, <gasps> I had so much baggage from my childhood, my parents' divorce and so much, so much stuff. So that was, so I turned that into a project. This was the summer of 86. And I miraculously turned that issue of, oh my God, I got too much, too much baggage. Mm -hmm. I turned it into a project called, I am going to be happily married by September of 1987. Wow. That's a declaration. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And so everything 
everything changed from that point on because instead of like just you know complaining and and sort of looking at my issues and working on myself i started actually taking actions to meet people and mm. to connect with people i told all my friends hey i want to meet somebody if you know anybody fix me up i started having singles parties i started hosting singles parties inviting wow. all kinds of singles to come and bring their friends i started actually taking it on like you would take on a project in your work or yes. profession or any any other project you look at what is your goal when do you want it by what steps can you take what resources do you have? What's the network of people around you who can support you? And I took it on like that. And wow, wait, can I pause you there, Shelly? Yes. This yes. is incredible to hear. I really want, especially women, to hear this. Yes. Um, you know, because there, I think there's so much numbness out there right now in the dating world, yes. and there's so much complaint. It's like, oh, I don't know. There's no good men out there. Or, I hate dating apps. Or uh, we're in, we're in a pandemic. And, you know, just the laundry list of excuses that I think women let get in the way. And the thing I heard in what you shared was just the um, you brought so much play and intention and connection and community. Like I yes. hear, you know, you said like, oh, I told people. I was it's like, you told people what you were up to. You gathered people. Yes. Yes. That is, that is incredible. I just love this as, um, as such a powerful example um, of, of how you can, you know, apply the work of intentionality to your love life. Yes. You no, know, people are like, well, but I don't know, that's not anything I can control. And it's like, no, we're not saying control it. We're saying put energy and attention towards the thing you want to create. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Wow. As you would anything as you would anything else in your life right? Yeah. If you want to buy, a, you know, your dream home or a car or a whatever, yeah. think about what do you want and, you know, and then where can I find it and when do I want to have it? And, you know, what is it, you know, you, you, you make it happen. You make it happen. Yeah. And, and it, you know, the, the other thing I hear in this is what it required of you. Like the, the, I can imagine the breakthroughs you had to create in relationship and intimacy and vulnerability and yes. trusting yourself. I mean, to be able to call a friend and be like, yo, do you have anybody you might want to set me up with? Or do you want to come to my singles mixer? You know, you have to really be willing to drop your ego and what people think to take something on this way. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's it exactly. And again, I think that that's true for anything that you want in your life. I think it can require what you just described that you're focused yeah. on what you want and you're focused on um what it will take to get there. Um, yeah. and, and you are willing to go to get past obstacles, meaning not, yes, 
there could be external obstacles. Like there is a coronavirus now. Right. You know, of we course. really do need to separate <laughs> right now. But yeah. then the question isn't, gee whiz. I mean, the question isn't, well, you know, I guess I have to give up on a relationship. No, it's okay. This is what I've got to deal with. How am I going to, excuse me, how am I going to, um, um, to deal with this obstacle? How, you know, totally. what, what will it take? Yeah. What will it take? And it, it involves some brainstorming and not trying, not trying to do it yourself, talking to other people and yeah. Mm-hmm. So it worked. It worked. It worked. Okay. So wait, where, when, when, and how did your husband enter the picture? Okay. So you had met him and you said, I, in- no, I hadn't met him. I hadn't oh, okay. Him. Okay. No, so you created this project. Him. Okay. I, I created this project. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I said it was in a seminar and unbeknownst to me, there was this other man in the seminar who I didn't mm-hmm. know there were like 150 people in the seminar. I didn't know everybody. Yep. And there was another man in the seminar and he had, as it turns out, a somewhat similar project. He was going through his own personal Mm. growth Mm -hmm. and he, he had gone from this thought of remaining single all his life to deciding that he wanted to be in a committed relationship. And that was a huge, huge change for this man. But again, I didn't know him. However, he talked about it in the seminar with someone else, a woman who was sitting next to him. They were talking about their projects. Uh And he talked about his project. And this woman said to him, you have to meet my boss. And her boss was yours truly. What? Yeah. <laughs> now, this woman was, she wasn't only my employee. She was a great yeah. friend. She was yeah. a great friend of mine. And she was in the seminar. And so she said to David, you have, you have to meet my boss. And so David said, well, who's your boss? And so I don't, I guess... He came over. He must have come over to me at the end of the seminar. I don't know. I don't remember. Wow. And that's how we met. That's how we met. Wow. And I guess he said, uh, it seems that um, we have some similar projects. Maybe maybe we should talk. (laughs) Maybe we should talk. Oh, my gosh. I just love this story. Uh, So, okay. So then walk us through um, just, you know, the beginning of your relationship. What was... um, what was different about this relationship than other, like than other relationships that you had had? Yes. Uh, well, everything was different. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, I will tell you this. We started, um, uh, we didn't start dating immediately. We, we actually got to know each other some through, uh, you know, we were in the same seminar and we yeah. actually started working on some, volunteer projects together and at some point we did start dating and um what happened was that because we were uh both involved in the seminar and both involved in personal transformation work we were both very open mm-hmm. um to speaking our minds and sharing our feelings about things 
And also because we had met, um, having shared with each other these projects that we had, there wasn't any hidden agenda. It wasn't mm. like you go through when you first meet somebody, and I shouldn't say hidden agenda, but you know, you were just both clear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, usually when you start seeing somebody or dating somebody, um, I mean, maybe sometimes, you know, kind of what you're looking for or how much of relationship you are or aren't looking for sometimes. And sometimes you don't, you know, you just want to meet somebody and see where it goes. But in our case, we knew that we were both on a path of discovering for ourselves what it would take to have a successful relationship with somebody, yeah. a great relationship with yeah. somebody. And so it was no holds barred. <laughs> we just started. Just dating. dove right in. <laughs> we just dove right in. We just started telling each other how we were feeling, what we were thinking about each other, about the relationship. Mm. And we, we cut through six months of dating in about yeah. a week. Oh you know, my gosh. You this know the dance that you dance as you're, oh, yeah. you're getting to know each other a little bit, you know, no, no, no. We just went zoom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think, uh, yeah, this is another place where I just want to, um, call a few things out, um, which is just the power of being straight yes. about what you really want Yes. and having open communication around that. Yes. It just sets a foundation. You know, I think especially women, we get into these like relationships where we're like, Oh, like, I don't know what, what does he want? And what are we? And it's that, you know, blah, 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 this, we yes. do this whole crazy runaround and it's totally unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> it's a big waste of time and energy. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's, it all depends. Like, it all just depends, like you said, on what your intention is, you know, yeah. because I don't want to like for, you know, women or men out there that just want something casual or whatever that is, that is great. I'm like, do that and just be straight with people, right? Yes. About what you're up to and how you want that to be. Yes. And then everybody gets what they want. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So you just dove straight in and yes. you, I mean, you know, you really knew each other and now, okay. How many, how many, what's, how many years have you been married now? Okay. So we've been married 33 years, 33 years. Okay. Yes. You must. And I mean, in the world, I just know that you're known for having a happy marriage. Yes. So you just, <laughs> I mean, you just must get all sorts of questions because I mean, sadly it's really uncommon. Yes. And for people sad. to have a happy marriage after this amount of time. Yeah. So when people in the world ask like, Shelly, what is your secret? <laughs> what do you tell people? <laughs> um, here, here is what I would say. Um, there are, there are several things that I would say. And um, one of them is that I, uh, take responsibility for uh, my own happiness. 
I take responsibility. I, I entered this marriage wanting a great marriage and um, wanting it to last forever and really committed. And I'm still committed to this marriage lasting forever and mm -hmm. being a great marriage. And I approach it the way I approach it is that it's up to me mm. up to me to have it's up to me to have a great life now that doesn't mean that he's a jerk and i and i do everything and i fix right. everything not at all not at all um because he also is committed to having a great life and a great marriage and so it works it's not that it's 50-50 it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so um, how that plays out in my marriage is that I speak up. Mm. If I'm not happy about something, I don't get, you know, just ticked off and I don't storm away and I don't add it to my list of resentments. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know how you do that in a relationship? <laughs> We're just all operating on piles and piles, <laughs> piles of resentment. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's like the littlest things, people don't realize how the little piece of thing, like how that adds up over time. And 10 That's years it. later, you're looking at each other like, who, who is this person that I married? Exactly. I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you? If you're, hold, right. if you're holding on to that, if you're holding on to it, if you're, if you're holding on to it. And so that, that list, you know, that list of, of upsets and resentments, I don't have, I don't have that list. I don't have a list with my husband because uh, when something comes up, I speak up and sometimes I can say things very clearly and you know, responsibly and politely and calmly. And you know what, Kaylin? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I blow my stack and I say, what do you mean you forgot to blah, 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 right? Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Because what I'm doing is I'm being real. I'm mm -hmm. being real. And sometimes it's not pretty. But then we talk. We mm -hmm. talk things through. And we resolve things because, as I said, I've learned and we've learned problem-solving uh, skills along the way, re uh, conflict resolution skills along the way. Yeah. And sometimes we use them effectively. Sometimes, you know, I blow my stack and all those skills go right out the window for a while yeah. until they come back, right? Yeah. Until I calm down. But that's mm -hmm. all part of what I call the roller coaster ride of mm. this marriage, you know? Yeah. Well, and I really hear that you're clear, like you're like, I signed up for this. This is like, That's this it. is the commitment. I signed up for this. I'm a full yes to this. Yes. That's and it. That is so powerful. Yes. That's it. That's it. And all of that so all of that stuff that happens mm -hmm. is all in the context of a happy marriage and a happy yeah. life. And I love my husband. So even when I'm upset about something or mad or disappointed yeah. or whatever, I, all of it is within the context of 
I yeah. love my husband. And this is what it looks mm-hmm. like sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and then we talk it out and then we're fine. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's the other thing I want to underscore is uh, that, you know, a happy, a happy marriage or just a happy relationship in general, it doesn't mean that you're not fighting, you know, it, it means that you're, you're, you let everything out, you communicate and like you bring vulnerability and trust in, you know, when you have to clean something up. Yes. No, it's like almost like from this place, the thing I'm really getting from this conversation is just such a reminder of like from operating from this place, almost anything could happen and you could restore the relationship because it's based in a higher commitment and love, like a commitment to a happy marriage and a happy life and just like love at the purest level. Yes. Yes. Well, that's it. That's it. It's love and it is the commitment and it is a commitment forever. You know, when he and I got married, when David and I got married, we um, um, sorted this out and stated very clearly that we are in this forever. There mm-hmm. is no back door. Mm-hmm. And, and we also don't want to suffer. For the rest of our lives we want to have a great time <laughs> yeah and so that that leaves us with only one option which is to work out anything that comes our way yeah totally uh well i imagine um that you know there there may be um you know married married couples listening to this who have you know been in a pandemic for 6 or 7 months and <laughs> are just ready to um bite each other's heads off really for lack of a better way of saying it yeah. um what what advice do you have for couples in that position or really anyone in relationship yeah yeah, uh, yeah, I understand. It's a rough time we're going through right now. Humanity yeah, going through on so many levels. Um, so here's what I would say. The first thing is that, of course, it's important to tell the truth, mm. so that mm-hmm. instead of just gritting your teeth and going crazy and venting to your friends or your mm-hmm. mother about how your uh, partner is driving you crazy, Mm. um, the person to be talking to is in fact your partner. And um, so that's the first thing. That's the first thing is to to have, is to sit down and talk to each other. And uh, I would say to tell the truth about, look, here's what's driving me crazy. This, 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 this. It may not even be about each other. It could be, yeah. you know, I'm taking care of the kids 24 hours a day. I'm working. I'm yeah. right. Yeah. Or totally. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to get out of this little apartment in six months or, you know, it could be a million. It is a million things that people are right. So the yeah. first thing is really to talk about it and, and to, for each yeah. person to be honest and say what isn't working, what isn't working. And then to be able, and then you're able to begin to have a conversation Mm. for um, a problem solving conversation of looking at solutions. Sometimes you don't, 
have to find any solution. You just have to get it off your chest and then you feel fine. Yeah. Right. But sometimes there are things that you can talk about, like, gee, maybe we could do some things differently, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could, uh, maybe it would help me to go out by myself and take a walk for an hour a day and you could take care of the kids or you could do, you could fix dinner or you could, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. Um, but it means talking to each other. It means telling the truth about what isn't working and then looking for practical solutions. And, you know, my view of life is that the one thing we know about problems is that problems have solutions. <sighs> they have an infinite number of solutions. Yeah. And I come from that place that. Yeah. If you're creative, yeah, you can, you can have it. You can have anything. That's well, it. Yeah. And the, uh, the one last thing that I hear in what you just shared is the, uh, coming at it as a team. Yes. Right. You're coming from the context of we're creating this together. We're committed to each other. Yes. You're not, you're not coming at this conversation from, I want to get mine, you get yours, two separate people. It's actually, it's, it's a team and it's partnership. And then from that place, you could have almost any conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Although I have to say that if you are feeling like, uh, you are so upset that you are not mm-hmm. feeling like a member of a team. Yeah. And it's important to say that it's important yeah. to, all within the context of, <laughs> yes, you're a team, but you know, if you need to say, I have felt like killing you for the last six <laughs> weeks and I've been afraid to say it, but if I don't get off my chest, what I'm frustrated about, I am going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. You may need to say that. You may need Mm -hmm. to say that. You may not feel like a member of a team at that moment. You may need to vent all of that. All of that first. Yeah, that's an important distinction for people. But that's part of the teamwork. Right. Mm -hmm. Saying it. Saying it. Love that. Oh my gosh. Shelly, you, this has just been an absolute delight. I feel like I could just talk to you for hours with how much, um, just like wisdom and, and, um, and groundedness you bring, um, to the world. Uh, so as we just start to wrap up, um, tell me, um, a little bit about, uh, the the clients that you're currently taking on and, um, and how people could get in touch with you if they are curious about some of your work. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylin. Um, yeah, so I, um, my coaching, as you said at the beginning, um, it's for people who, and both male and female, mm-hmm. who um, want to uh, make some things happen in their lives. And it could be in their relationships. Mm-hmm. It could be in their uh, work life. It could be in their professional life. It could be in their finances. Um, it could be in their organizations. If they're in a nonprofit, it could be in their, um, in their companies, in their businesses. Mm -hmm. But if you are 
committed to making some changes in your life, then I want to work with you. And so I, uh, I'm, I like people reaching me actually on email rather than right. social media. And I will tell you my email address. Oh, yes. It, that. Yeah, you can just say it and then we're going to put it in the show notes as well. Okay, fabulous. Yeah. So it's um, sbatuski at yahoo.com. Amazing. Uh, definitely get in touch with Shelly. The amount of uh, just, just yeah, pure wisdom and magic that's available here. Um, I can't say enough good things. <laughs> Shelly, thank you so much. You are just such a treat. And, um, and I know that everybody's going to be really uh, excited to hear what you have to share. Bye, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.